The Reds have been foregoing fielding for years, and it is really hurting them now. Just how important is fielding to a successful team? And why on earth is the baseball dead? Steve and I will speculate wildly, all while giving you some keys to a successful series against the Dodgers for this Red Legs. That's all coming up on today's podcast. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have been following the Cincinnati Reds team all our lives, and we've been podcasting about them for over four years now, long time. And we have turned our passion for this game and for this team into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about how for years now, the Reds have been kicking the can down the road when it comes to defense and how they are now reaping what they have sowed when it comes to the product on the field. Uh, They pretty much have the worst defense in all of baseball. Jeff and I are also going to discuss what success against the Dodgers might actually look like, and you're going to have to look beyond the win-loss column to see it. We're also going to discuss the return of the dead ball era in Major League Baseball. But hey, Reds fans, you are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute. But Jeff, where we've got to start is the inability of a major league baseball professional franchise to field the ball. Uh, This problem has continued to grow and grow and grow. And then you look at what's going on as we record right now uh, in this first game of this set with the Los Angeles Dodgers and Tyler Malley's out there doing the best he can against one of the greatest lineups ever assembled in major league baseball. And the reds are just Olay in the crap out of the ball. Yeah, no big deal. There's only four former MVPs on this lineup. Sure, we probably don't need to field very well against them. I'm sure they won't put the ball in play at all, hardly. Oh, my goodness. The third inning was just absolutely painful to watch tonight, Steve. I mean, Tyler Malley was doing his best. He was rolling along. The first two innings, he was pitch efficient. And then he threw 27 pitches in the the third inning. Just absolutely abysmal because and it's something that honestly and I remember being on uh, Reds alert with you a couple of years ago talking about this and it was you know the Reds should punt fielding they should really focus on the lineup they should really focus on getting some big boppers and we'll just figure out who catches the ball later well they've been doing that and they didn't necessarily do that uh, you know they didn't necessarily sacrifice fielding for a better lineup this year they just sacrificed fielding and it is really turned into a problem the the biggest thing with it is statistics aren't really going to tell you the whole story you might be able to see outs above average and they might tell you a little bit you might be able to see ultimate zone rating and figure that out although to be honest with you that's still a stat that I'm a little bit ignorant of but in in 
don't talk to me about errors and put outs and all that <laughs> other crap. That's all subjective. But when you watch this team, there are so many plays that they are just that close. They're like an inch away from, they're almost there and gosh, darn it all. They should have had that ball, but it just was out of their reach. And I see other teams turning those balls into outs. You know, and you just hit the nail on the head because when we talk about defense and the statistics that you just mentioned, there's still not a really good defensive metric that can encapsulate what's happening on the field. Defense in baseball is like the last, the last great spot for the eye test. Uh, you, you have to watch it. You, you know, I don't know how to rate it, but I sure know good defense when I see it. Yeah, and I don't and I don't see it anywhere very often in this Reds lineup. We see it sometimes with Tyler Stevenson on the field. We see it sometimes with Jonathan India at second base and we see it in center field every once in a while with his team. Beyond that, it's a pretty much a, a, a collection of averages and ooh, you know, <laughs> averages and ooh, yeah, no, nah, that's that's exactly how it goes. And honestly, India was a culprit in today's game. And I've seen a little bit of him ever since he's came back from the hamstring injury. I kind of chalk that up to, OK, he's still getting up to speed a little bit, still trying to get into the game. And I'm sure he'll be fine as the year goes along. But these plays, they're just right there. And, and I even look at Kyle Farmer and I'm talking about fielding wise. He's been pretty awesome with the bat this year. But Kyle Farmer seems to have taken a step back defensively no one in the outfield scares a runner on third if there's a fly ball that's caught I don't even care if it's Tommy Pham nobody is scared by any of these arms and we saw today Justin Turner on a fly ball a laser line drive right into the glove of Albert Almora not even to deep right field like middle right field Justin Turner tags up and scores because why not? You, you should be, if, if you're an opposing team facing the Reds, you should be testing every aspect of their defense. Everything. Because I'm pretty sure you are going to succeed more often than not. It, it, it's really, I, I think the biggest question for me, though, is when you look at all this, where does it fall in the spectrum of team building? Because it really is kind of hard to hone in on a glove first guy. Because usually the term glove first means it can't hit. You know, it's a great question, Jeff, and the Reds find themselves in a unique position to be able to do something about this fairly quickly. And, and here's why. They're building this team for 2024. We have talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, so right now, they've got the 2024 team working its way through the minor league system. Yep. They need to be focusing on defense right now at the lower levels. Uh, they need to decide where they envision people playing and we've talked about this with the the abundance of shortstops quote unquote uh that are working their way through the system we've talked about this with uh the need to move some players around for outfielders for third basemen uh they need to make those decisions sooner than later and when i talked to doug gray uh he was he kind of came at it from a different direction which is you leave everybody where they are until someone really goes out there and establishes themselves and grabs that spot right and and i understand that logic but the downside of that is that you're not getting them ready to be a major league third baseman and a major league center fielder and a major league right fielder that's why i like the fact that they moved reese hines already he's already yeah. working in the outfield he's already getting those reps with guys like eric davis at spring training so you know that's the smart play uh if this team is going to be successful and it's going to play 
playoff quality baseball like we think it might be able to with these youngsters. Part of that component needs to be a focus on defense and that focus needs to start immediately. Yeah, and it just it it was accentuated to me on Monday night because I was watching the Cardinals and Brewers game because that Ugh. series. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. It's the, I'm rooting for the Brewers here in this. But uh, when it comes to the Cardinals and Brewers, there was one thing that was abundantly clear, whether or not you hate the Cardinals to death or not. The defense in that game was just just amazing. There's a reason that it was such a well-played game, and there's a reason that those teams have been fixtures in the playoffs. It's because they can prevent runs. Tommy Edmond, all over the place, preventing runs. Of course, Nolan Arenado, the best defensive third baseman in this game. There's so many things that went right for them on defense, and they're able to really stop other teams, and we've seen it against the Reds from multiple. The Arizona Diamondbacks series honestly stood on the edge of the knife because the Diamondbacks were so good at fielding. If they had been good at anything else, that might have been a lost series for the Reds. But here we are talking about this Reds team that just when you look at them each day, you're like, who's catching the ball? You know, I think one of the things, you know, it's funny you bring up that Diamondback series because. The more we watched it, the more we were like, wow, is this what it's like when you have guys that can catch the baseball? It was, <laughs> you know, it's, it really is a game changer, Jeff. And, and the fact of the matter is, you know, we've got a lot of young pitchers on this red staff that are not only trying to figure out who they are as major league pitchers, but they're trying to refine their game and they're trying to, they're trying to develop into the players that, that, that they want to be and we expect them to be. and. His, his terrible defense really derails that growth and development. You know, this is about more than wins and losses. It's about more than just winning a meaningless game in June for a last place Reds team. It's about allowing those starting pitchers to pitch that extra inning and stretch themselves out and not throw 30 pitches in an inning because Moose O'Laid three ground balls in a row. You know, those are the kind of things that have to be eliminated to allow for correct pitcher development and you know that's a that's a component of this that can't be measured it can't be quantified in a statistic about you know limiting the number of pitches in an inning but you can look at it and tell when these young guys get their confidence shaken and whether they gave up four runs in the inning because the offense just got to them or because the defense played badly, they still gave up the four runs. They still threw the extra pitches and you can see it on their faces that it's impacting how they're pitching the game now. And that's what we need to eliminate for this team to continue to progress and develop. Yeah, probably not necessarily the aspect that they were hoping to develop, but uh, it's what they're developing. It's uh, mental toughness. For these young pitchers, because I mean, how many times can they look back and be like, I got a good ground ball. You've got to be kidding me. All right. All right. I guess we pitch to the next guy. Here we go. Yeah, that's that's got to get really annoying. And I'm glad I'm not the one that has to figure out that mental toughness because that would bug the crap out of me, Steve. But here's the thing, because when you look at this and we, we mentioned the Brewers and the Cardinals and and you can pick any number of teams that have gone far in the playoffs. Good teams field good, and the Reds can no longer ignore good fielding. And you know what? The Reds can accomplish a few things in this Dodgers series that aren't wins, and we will feel good about it. Hunter Green not allowing any dingers in the start on Thursday is one, 
and we'll get the other points after we tell you about the best way to fill out your baseball card selection collection not selection how about i read what i typed uh steve what is your favorite baseball card you know it's 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 funny jeff i i was always the guy that much preferred to get reds players regardless of the value of the card and going out but one of the my favorite card sets that I ever pulled together was uh when King Griffey Jr. first got drafted because you know he was a Griffey and Ken Sr. was still in Cincinnati you know and Jr. was so hyped you know I went out and got this complete set of player cards from San Bernardino the Mariners minor league affiliate at the time and uh you know, so I got the King Griffey Jr. and I got the complete set of that minor league team and happened to know another guy that was on the team, which what kind of pointed me that direction. So I loved getting obscure sets like that. And I also just loved pulling rookie cards. It didn't matter. Any rookie that was having a good season, I loved to get my hands on that rookie card just in case I had a future Hall of Famer in my hand. That's how you do it, because we're looking right now at sportscardinvestor.com, and you can get this. This is an app on your phone that is super useful, and you can see all of this information on there. Looking at King Griffey Jr.'s 1989 upper deck base price, uh, when you look at how it's kind of gone up and down, this is even just here recently, over the last month or so, he's been selling around $2,000, Steve, if, if you have that card. You can make you a couple of bucks there. And uh, what's really neat about I have that about, card, Jeff. Ooh, you got to check that out. See, because you can see these recent sales and things like that. But you can also check out what's for sale on eBay because all of it comes through the Sports Card Investor app. Download it today on your phone. You can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on and find it on the App Store or the Google Play Store through that link. The Sports Card Investor app has over 630 thousand cards and they're adding more each day it's it's really remarkable what all you can find on there ken griffey jr is just one of them if you want to go look for a hunter green rookie card i'm sure he's selling for a little bit as well go find it today at sportscardinvestor.com and on the sports card investor app they've got baseball they've got football in case you noticed there on my screen share for just a moment if you're watching on youtube it had an example of well you can look up a joe burrow prism card so if you want to get yourself a joe burrow card because you're a Bengals fan too you can find it at sportscardinvestor.com also find basketball they even have marvel trading cards i did didn't know that they did that, but they have celebrity trading cards and more. Sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on and download the app and it's totally free. Totally free today. You don't have to create a profile and pay money for it. It's all free. Watch the market trends in action at sportscardinvestor.com and on the app on your phone. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen. One live NBA draft show isn't enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on Draft Night. Also, make sure that you're following the Locked On Reds podcast on your favorite podcasting app. We're literally everywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed and you check out YouTube because there's a lot of exclusive stuff. There's a great conversation. Steve's had a couple of good conversations, one with Doug Gray he mentioned um, earlier, and then also one with Cam Miller where he talked about 
Riverfront Remembered, Cam's new film that's coming out here soon about Riverfront Stadium. We've got the first three minutes for you right there. Plus, on tomorrow's podcast, what will Luis Castillo do to build up some more trade value? Just wait and see, because we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. uh, Speaking of Luis Castillo, he is one of the main keys to this series and not necessarily just, you know, he must pitch well or else it's he is part of a group of Reds players who really need to have good series because we are in the heart of trade season. I mean, if Nick crawls not on the phone right now talking to somebody, I don't know what he's doing. But he needs to be because there are a number of guys that the Reds can get some good value for. Castillo is at the top of this list, and I think that he's got a good opportunity here to showcase his talents against a team that is clearly going deep in the playoffs. You know, Jeff, when you pitched this segment, pun intended, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, For success to be measured against this Dodgers team, it's not going to be in the form of the wins and losses. Now, if they go out and somehow manage to win this series, cool bonus, but success is going to be measured by the players that are capable of having stellar performances, having stellar performances. Uh, The difference between the Reds roster and the Dodgers roster ultimately is going to lead to the Reds losing a lot of these games. But if the Luis Castillo's and the Tyler Malley's and the Brandon Drury's and the Tommy fams all have really good games, Uh, It continues to raise their value. It continues to make them look great for teams that are going to be in a pennant race, which ultimately is good for the guys we're going to be trading away. Get them some playoff experience. Get them an opportunity to win a championship and go to the World Series. But what it does for the Reds is it really helps them uh, maximize the return that the team can get to bolster this system for 2023, 2024. Uh, I think 2022... Sorry, guys, it's mostly a lost cause. There's lots of fun things to watch. There's lots of things to pay attention to for the rest of the season. But the postseason, it ain't one of them. So for me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the guys that are capable of sparkling to actually go out and sparkle. Yeah, we've got a future focus now at Great American Ballpark. How does this dude fit into the future? And the Reds have to be honest about that question and about the answer to that question when they look at guys like Albert Amora, when they look at guys like Kyle Farmer. And if they get a decent offer for one of those dudes, they need to seriously consider it because I don't think that those are the kind of guys that are going to be here and be the reason why the Reds are a playoff team in 2024. So you need to focus on the guys who are like Hunter Green, who's pitching on Thursday. And I think that the most obvious thing in the world for me for this series is I want to see Hunter Green not give up any home runs to this vaunted Dodgers lineup. Now, they could still probably give up some hits and give up some runs, but I want to see him keep it in the ballpark because that's really been his biggest thing. Like, I know it's kind of silly to say this, but if you take away the runs that he has given up off of home runs, he's been a very elite pitcher. Just he's given up so many home runs, and part of that is guys figure out the fastball, they figure out the timing on it, and they lay off the slider. This Dodgers lineup is smart, man, and I know that he had a really good performance when he pitched there at Dodger Stadium, so they're going to remember that. They're going to have film on that, and he's going to have to do something that they didn't see then, or else they're going to clobber everything he puts to the plate. 
You know, and here's here's the thing with Hunter Green, and I've talked about this a bunch of times now, Jeff, but, you know, I think that we can't say it enough. The way that Hunter approaches the game and approaches his starts is well beyond his years. He's very, yes. very smart and analytical about how how he does pitching, how he approaches his craft. Uh, I like how he breaks down every start and is very honest about not only the things he did well, but the the spots he's identified that he could be better and the things that he did wrong. And every time he's had a bad outing and every time he's done things, he's owned up to the mistakes he's made and he's owned up to the things he needs to do better. And then he's gone out in the next start and he's gotten better. And I think that that's what we need to continue to see from him. Uh, Asking him to not give up any home runs against this Dodger lineup, that's a pretty big ask. And it's possible, it's doable, but you know, someone's gonna get to him eventually. And and the real key to Hunter Green is what he does with that. How does he respond? How does he adjust? How does he come back at that same player in the next at bat? Those are the things to look for in Hunter Green to measure the success of his 2022 season and how he's developing. And what I've seen from him so far tells me that he goes back into that dugout in between innings and he breaks out that iPad and he's looking at these at bats and he's looking at what just happened and he's making adjustments and that's exciting. That gives me hope for the future. That gives me hope that Hunter Green is going to be that elite guy that we all say he's going to be. I think he's getting there. Yeah, and I I really think that he is a cerebral pitcher. He knows, and we keep talking about this, and so I'm not going to go too crazy in depth as to why, but he knows he needs a third pitch to take that next step, and I'm sure that he's going to work on it this offseason. We're going to see probably that changeup. He's probably going to hone that changeup in, and we'll see that next year really be a force for him because he is a guy that I think is going to meet expectations. I firmly believe that, which – in and of itself might be loftier expectations than what his expectations actually are. That's absolutely right, Jeff. And you know, the bottom line is that this is going to be an incredibly tough series. It's going to be a hard one for the Reds to win. And to, to find the positives, you're going to have to look outside of the wins and losses in order to find something to hang your hat on as a success. It's time to talk about what on earth is going on with the baseball, though, Jeff, and why Rob Manfred, Manfred hates baseball, that's your hashtag, (laughs) why he has killed the baseball. Uh, We'll talk about that after we tell you how to hire the next great employee for your business. And you can do that by heading over to LinkedIn right now. Uh, Small businesses everywhere are using LinkedIn because it makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and they help you do it for free. You just head over there and create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Uh, Most of those guys are listening to us right now, Jeff. Uh, Then after you've done that, you add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and you spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Uh, They have simple tools uh, like screening questions. They make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 40 million eyes looking at your job post. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. 
Terms and conditions may apply. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. You can build the engagement ring of her dreams. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is, in fact, one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry to celebrate a special moment but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile can help. They have jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Reds listeners can get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. All you got to do is use the code LOCKEDON. That's locked on with every order to get that $50 off. Every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in discreet packaging so your cover is not going to get blown. The surprise will remain intact and she won't know what's up until you surprise her with that special gift. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueDial.com today. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Also, make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss anything we've got for you. All right, Jeff, something's been bothering me. Uh, I've been watching these games and we, we get the great field mics now. We can hear the ball coming off the bat. We all know what it's like to be at a stadium and a guy rips into one. And, you know, we're not Cubs fans. We know when something's a home run and when it's a fly ball. And you hear that <laughs> sound coming off the bat and you're like, yes, that's going to be gone. And then it's not. We've seen it from Joey Votto time and time again this year. He gets a hold of one. That's a Votto bomb. Votto still bangs. Uh, it's an out. Nick Senzel trying to break out of a funk, trying to show that he's the guy we always thought he's going to be. Tagging baseballs that don't go anywhere. Long, loud outs. Are we going back to the dead ball era? I, I've been struggling this with this as well, Steve. There's been a couple of games. I mean, you can pinpoint exactly the first game of the Brewers series where Joey Votto had a walk-off home run. It was evident. I mean, Joey felt it. Everybody in the stadium felt it. I even think the dude on the mound for the Brewers felt it. I think Brad Boxberger was like, dude, this is gone. And then it wasn't. And there's been so many of those plays where, and you hear it from other angles as well. It's not just the Reds. It's not as if we are complaining from a Reds-centric perspective. In fact, former Red, Michael Lorenzen, had some quotes about this the other day. He was pitching up in Seattle, and he got killed. I don't know if you noticed this or not, though. Ever since he has become the starter there for the uh, Angels, he's actually pitched pretty well this season. He's pretty good at getting guys to swing and miss and strike out and pitching five or six innings to start. Not bitter at all. But I look at this and I say, okay, He knows what he's talking about. This isn't the situation where a bad workman blames his tools. This is a situation where he's like, I can't grip it. In fact, he kept, he said that in his interview, he's like, I literally couldn't grip it. And then I'd throw one out and ask for another one. And that one came in same deal. Couldn't get a grip on it. And I don't know necessarily why that's safe for the hitter. I mean, obviously you can talk about hitters not getting their stats because they're not hitting home runs and things like that. But on the other side of things, if a pitcher can't grip the ball, 
and he starts plunking dudes. Is that his fault? It's not his fault. And in fact, it's a strategy from Major League Baseball. Because think about the two things that they've done there, specifically to pitchers. They took away the sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they made the ball slippery. What does that mean? That means reduced spin rate. That means less breaking pitches. That means guys are going to hang things over the middle of the plate more. And that means hitters are going to kill it. And at the same time, they've deadened the ball in the hopes that instead of that ball being a home run, it's a double to the gap. It's something off the wall that brings excitement because they're going to try and manufacture excitement when really all they're doing is screwing with the game for no reason. Yeah. Didn't um, didn't anybody tell Rob that uh, chicks dig the long ball? He needs to have a conversation with Greg Maddox for sure. <laughs> I think that it, it, it's just weird to me that they have to mess with it because the last year, I know that there was a lot of people talking like, oh my gosh, this ball is just jumping off the bat. It's crazy. It's almost like we've got some sort of wiffle ball and they, or not wiffle ball, but you know, we're hitting like a golf ball with a baseball bat here and it's just going crazy. And now we've gone the opposite way and they won't go anywhere. Unless you're hitting it on the ground, of course, or if you're hitting a line drive that isn't going to be out anyway. I I think that they believed, like you said, they were going to take away two of the three true outcomes that everybody was complaining about. And really all they've done is just create a whole bunch of cans of corn. And... I don't know about you, Steve, but uh, under things I love about watching baseball, outfielder catching a can of corn isn't really high on the list. It's not. And, you know, I, in fact, I texted you uh, on one of those long, loud Votto outs that, you know, Jeff, it's, jo- it's June at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. That ball should have been five rows deep into the, into the stands. And I, I think it takes away an element of, you know, the way that the park was built in the first place, because it was designed for that. But let me ask you this, taking that into consideration, you know, we've talked about the need for the Reds to address its bullpen and do some things differently. And when we're talking about the ball now, uh, not being such a home run threat, does that then extend to how the Reds can build the bullpen? Is it safe to build a bullpen in Cincinnati that has pitchers that are fly ball pitchers that get their outs in the air? Uh, could you start looking at some of those guys and bringing them into Cincinnati where you would normally be focusing on guys that get ground ball outs? No, because this is a random thing. And it was, you know, major league baseball denied that they were messing with the baseball the last couple of years and really haven't said anything to the effect that they didn't mess with the baseball this year. I can't remember any specific instance where they admitted to it, but it's obvious that they have. So that would lead me to believe that if it's really going as poorly as we all believe that it is, then Major League Baseball will look to change that next year. So for a team to build their bullpen or their pitching staff around a certain aspect of the baseball would be very foolish because it could change next year. So what I hear you saying is no matter what happens, it's not Nick Crawl's fault. Is that what you're trying to say? That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing, Jeffrey. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Not no. exactly, but no, that's right. That could be construed that way. It's like, well, Bob told him to do it or Rob messed up the baseball. So yes, again, it's not Nick Crawl's fault. <laughs> Well, this is what I know. Uh, The Reds are going to need to continue to try and get better. And it is hard for them to do that uh, with baseball screwing with the baseball, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, what other 
There's no other professional sports entity that messes with its own equipment as much as just, baseball does. Just Tom Brady. It's just Tom Brady. Yeah, deflating baseball. And there we go, deflating football. That, that, that's that's what we end on. That's what we end on. Hey, thank you so much uh, for checking out this edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Coming up on our next podcast, we are going to break down the latest start from Luis Castillo and how that may affect his trade value. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. Now go make the ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen because the first picks have been made. Search now for the ultimate ultimate NBA mock draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, which include a former general manager. And you've got the experts from the locked on NBA big board. The five episode ultimate NBA mock draft is underway right now. So go make the ultimate NBA mock draft. Your second. Listen, Steve, the baseball sucks. The fielding sucks. And the Reds, well, they got a really tough series against the Dodgers. Um, But what can people expect from you and me? Well, they can expect us to continue to dig through all of this stuff. They can see you at the ballpark today watching Luis Castillo pitch. If you see Jeff, go say hi to him. And they can count on us to come back and be locked on Reds every single day.